Hello! Crown Prince Ludwig, later King Ludwig I, married Princess Therese of Saxe-Hildburgarsen on the 12th of October of 1810. The citizens of Munich were invited to attend the festivities held in the fields in front of the city gates to celebrate the royal event. The fields were named Therenweiss in honor of the crown princess and have kept that name ever since, although the locals have since abbreviated it simply to Weissen. Horse races in the tradition of the 15th century Scharlachrennen, the scarlet race at Kallstor, were held on the 18th of October to honor the newlyweds, and it's widely understood that Andreas Michael Dallarmini, a major in the National Guard, proposed this idea. However... The origins of these horse races may have stemmed from proposals offered by Franz Baumgartner, a coachman or a sergeant of the National Guard, and the precise origins of this festival in these horse races remain a matter of controversy. The decision to repeat the horse races, spectacle, and celebrations, not controversial. What launched in 1811 is now the annual Oktoberfest tradition. And today, more than 6 million people descend to Munich every single year for this 16- to 18-day folk festival to get wildly drunk in the name of this wedding spirit. We're going to attempt to approximate that feeling as best we can on the show while we drink Sam Adams' Oktoberfest beer. These twist-offs? We have discovered they're not (laughs) twist-offs. There you go. Only the finest from the Samuel Adams Corporation, independent beer. Yes. Cheers, Beautiful intro, Joe. Thank you. I was kind of doing some other things, so I didn't listen to all of it. You always are. Prost. Prost. Well, that's good. That's smooth drinking beer. It's malty. Smooth. That's the maltiness. That's real good. This is a, uh, you were looking into the beer a little bit. This is a Martzen. 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 Hello. I've been uh, doing a little uh, German on Duolingo. I Have don't you know really? what Martzen means. Can you say something to me? Say, uh, uh, hello, how are you doing? Das, uh, I was going to say the kid is bread. Das Kind <laughs> ist Brot. That's all I got That's for you. That's pretty good. Le uh, Fille Espan. That's it in French, I think. Wow. We are the multilingual boys. <laughs> uh, so I got a little history on this beer okay. and how it came to be. Please dis- divulge. So this this from the takeout.com says, traditional German brewing is highly regionalized with local breweries in an area all making roughly the same style of beer. And around Oktoberfest, which includes those six breweries uh, that you mentioned in the opening, uh, would brew something called the Mertzen, a rich, toasty amber lager made with top-of-the-line malts. But they decided there was something uh, that wasn't mass appeal about it, so they wanted to make something that was easier to drink for the masses. That was when they tinkered with it, came up with a style that they call Fest Beer now, which is what Oktoberfest yep. beer uh, comes from. Lighter in color and body with less malt richness and a lower alcohol content. Intended to be consumed by the leader. Consumed by the leader and in mass. Like you mentioned at Oktoberfest. Oh, the leader, Angle Merkel. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, you mentioned, yeah, Oktoberfest itself. They're, now they're drinking Fest beer. There's six breweries. Uh, yeah, traditional big ass breweries. Yeah. Yep. And then you go there and you drink a ton of them. You just don't stop drinking it. Sounds like a blast. This is a throwback, though, to that original style, right? It, this says this, it's rich and balanced traditional merits. And uh, so yeah. I get, in theory, yeah, maybe yeah. that's why they spell it with a C in October rather than the K. 
yes, which would this be more is, traditional. This is Oktoberfest, like the month. Right. Uh, but but in theory, in Germany, they just call it Fest beer, not mm-hmm. Oktoberfest beer. So yeah. maybe they're just trying to separate from that, or it's a trademark and they can't use it. It's probably the latter. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really good. It's not trying too hard to be like a fall beer. Like, the no, last... it's not. It's not yeah. nutmeg and, and cinnamon in Exactly. Here. The last episode we did, we were... Uh, we were drinking a lot of pumpkin spice, and we don't yeah. have any of that here, and that's good. So on the back of this bottle, there's some uh, stuff about the malt. It says, custom malt. Malt brings so much to a great beer. At the heart of our Oktoberfest, we developed a unique malt blend to provide a deep, robust color and smooth, rich flavor. Like you, we look forward to this tradition every year, so it's the least we can do to make sure every sip is worth the wait. Yeah, it's good. They didn't uh, They didn't mail this in. Mm-mm. I think it is, like... Rich and balanced is seems like marketing buzzwords that are on a lot of beers, but this yes. uh, this is that well done. There's no there's no off putting skunkiness, of course, because it's more malty than than hoppy, but it's definitely balanced the whole way down. Doesn't mm. flavor doesn't change? I would expect as it gets warm near the bottom of the bottle, the flavor won't change, and that's good. That's a utility beer like Oktoberfest. It is. It is. And uh, Samuel Adams Boston Lager, we've done on the show before. It is our current 34 beer. So relatively high ranking or like respectable. It's in the wild cards. Yeah. And we I like Samuel it. Adams. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like this too. I like Oktoberfest beers generally. Like a lot of breweries around here will try an Oktoberfest Fest beer. Yeah. This time of year. They always are, are this. They're easy drinking. They're, yeah, a little malty, which I like and easy to drink. Which is why I love Oktoberfest so much and why we have some breaking news to share to the listener. The first ever Cold Can Summit <laughs> has been moved from Manoa to Munich. <laughs> we're going to Munich next year in 2020, and we're going to test out Oktoberfest. Are you excited? Is that why you're taking Duolingo? I've been taking it for a while because I want to visit Germany at some point. I'm, it may be on, on the trip to the summit, What's or the, I may this? go before, you're, you're I may go, go after. You're going to not go with us? I haven't signed any contracts. I My lawyer is still looking over you the paperwork. You contracts. <laughs> Well, we may or may not go. We've been discussing the idea of going to uh, to Oktoberfest, which I think would be a, a real once-in-a-lifetime type of thing with a group sure. of friends. Um, yeah. When we talk about that, that is, like, the group I would want to do it with. I'm not going to, like, take my kids to Oktoberfest when of I'm course. 40 or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, a group when we can still drink a decent amount. Yeah. Like we can still put some leaders back. And then, you know, use the, the rest of the trip to explore Germany. That would be a wonderful. Well, I guess. Hey, but you're gonna be speaking it fluently by then, uh, so that's exciting. I know. I just want to drink German beer. I, <clears throat> I, I like Germany and Belgium both. Mm-hmm. Are places that seem like their their culture with how they treat beer is made for me. And uh, how do you mean? Just like high <laughs> quantities and low low ABV, or what do you mean? I guess Belgian beer is not low ABV. No, I don't. I don't care about ABV. High quantities in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean okay. a lot of these Central Europe. Like Czechoslovakia, a lot of these Central Europe countries have a different relationship to beer, certainly than the States does, um, where it's just drank as like a, a table drink more than I think we do. Though you, I would say <clears throat> in terms of the United States, where we come from is probably most similar to mm-hmm. Germany and yeah, that Yeah, I area. agree. And Wisconsin's like, like people look Heavily. at Wisconsin like they're insane. Yeah. I, I think there there's a difference between wanting to have beer with your meal on a regular basis and being an alcoholic that goes out until two o'clock in the morning at the local bar drinking hard alcohol all night hey local customs way of life 
Can't I'm judge. Not, I'm not saying either one is good or bad. I'm just saying I think there's a difference. And I think a lot of these Central European countries treat beer like that. I think the Western part of Europe and, you know, places down south like Italy or whatever, they treat wine like that. But I, beer is what's singing to me. So I would be really? very excited to go I, to— I would take you more as a wine guy. I love wine. I'm into wine, but okay. I don't. I don't like the air of uh, fanciness. Fa- not even fanciness, but there's like an intimidation about it. Sure, like I was intimidated by our good friend that came on the show a few few yeah, weeks Zach, ago, Zach Dubal. Uh, the the knowledgeable and depth of knowledge to there makes me seem like I'm just a complete amateur sure. in that I don't even know if I well, can I think, enjoy it. I think part of his whole mission is to make it more approachable. Mm-hmm. And Vine Pair in general, I think that's what they're trying to do. Honorable, but it's a mission because the status quo is not It's that. hard, yeah. It is hard. So that's why I, I, I like beer, because the status quo is kind of like the everyman's, like, it, it's only recent, as we've talked about on the show before, like the 80s are when the craft beer boom came and where I think probably this culture of, like, deeply understanding what beer is and mm. what the different hops are going to mean and kind of having a palate for it is mm-hmm. I'm sure that's been around forever, but not in the way that wine has. That seems like a right. relatively recent development. So maybe, the, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. The status quo of that to me seems like it's a, an approach, a more approachable thing. And so I would love to visit uh, places that, that treat it like that. Um, and I think when you do treat it like that as something that's like that you do regularly moderation follows the idea of like chugging a ton of beer or like drinking a you ton don't think of wine chugging at oktoberfest i think oktoberfest is unique i'm talking like in general everyday, yeah, yeah. The, the everyday thing is like you are going to moderate it because it's just part of your everyday routine you don't mm-hmm. like i know alcohol is addictive but I, I think when you treat it as as something to uh as like inherent to your culture it's it's Harder to to treat it as something that's like exactly yeah, um, so yeah I don't know I I would be very excited uh, to check it out for sure so I hope you uh, sign those papers summit twenty twenty summit twenty (laughs) twenty just slid the papers across my lawyers coming to pick them up thanks Todd and review those Todd and uh, my lawyers my team of lawyers uh, will be watching him review that mine's Todd Todd and Sons (laughs) is my lawyer team so Todd Todd and his Youth Sons. Hey, speaking of Youth Sons, you yeah, it's, ha- today's Halloween. Today's by Halloween, the way, folks. You see my happy costume? Halloween. Yesterday would have been when you hear this. Yeah, Joey does his boy thing. I like that you have this. I think it's a good idea to have something simple that you can just throw on every year. It's my go-to. It's one little thing. I'm a boy. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, a auditory medium, so to describe it, I'm wearing the boy hat. At the you know for all I think the I took a picture of you earlier. For all the men listening out there, uh, when you were little boys. You all wore these hats. It's a colorful hat with a propeller on the top that spins when it gets windy out. And so we all so recognize that. So you know the wind's that. blowing. So you know the wind's blowing and you're having fun with it. And that's what I'm wearing today. And I feel fun and festive. But you don't have any costume on, Nick. I, I didn't think to do it. I am throwing a party on Saturday that Joey is boycotting. And so my <sighs> mind was on that for like, what am I going to do for that? I need to get something that's just like a go-to um, Can easy you- to do. Can you divulge like what you're brainstorming, what you're kicking around? For my, uh, Eric and I might both go as Patrick Bateman, the okay, sure. character from American Psycho. That's funny. Um, Maybe more fitting to Eric. I I agree. I think he's better at the acting like a psycho and like doing Act- the obsessive like 
business card bit. He yeah. would be great at that. Yeah, acting like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Eric. You're not listening. He doesn't listen to this. There's no way in hell he listens to this show. Uh, okay, that's fun. That's cool. Um, but you guys are the, hosting. There's some iconic hosting. scenes in that movie where right. he hosts some guests. <laughs> so I and think he could have some fun with on. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the whole thing. Just wearing a blue suit because I have a blue suit and white shirt and can look like a banker or whatever the hell he is, lawyer. Sure. And then also just put a poncho on over the top. I think would look fun. Uh, You'd have a good time. I I don't know though. I want something. I want something else. That's the like fallback because I already have everything for that. Well, well I'm rooting see. for you. Thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm really excited for, for our patio creation. I just bought a tarp to close it off, and we're gonna put up the creepy lighting and stuff. And uh, I'm excited too. I wish I could fucking do it. I'm yeah, so I bummed. I wish you could be there. I'm so bummed. It's okay. It's okay. You'll have more. This will just be a little, little speed bump blip on the the Orlando size blip on the radar. Yeah. God, I, God, I'm jealous. Um, how's it's this beer okay. going down? Yeah, I like it. I'm about halfway through, mm-hmm. and we're only 12 minutes in or so, so uh, Daddy might crack a second. Oh, shit. Uh, we're going to check out a new brewery. I think we've done, have we done an Aslan beer on this I show before? I don't think so. No. Oh. Well, Because it's such a local thing. It's up in Bellingham. Yeah, there's a local brewery in Bellingham, which just opened a, a little tap room, brew pub tap room type thing in uh, Fremont and Seattle area, and we're going to check that out after this. We will have boots on the ground reports. Yeah, uh, we should jump on the old Snap chat. You know the password still? It's saved in my phone. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's saved there though. If Casey, if you're still listening, uh, please let us know if you remember the password. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know it's something that's interesting happened to me today. Tell me about it, Joe. I went and got uh, my flu shot and some uh, bio. I got my 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 blood drawn. Get some you know biometric numbers. Sure. The uh, what I went in to get my flu shot, and a bottle of ketchup gave me my flu shot. I went in to um, get my biometric scan stuff done. A bottle of mustard <laughs> did that. And the woman, Halloween. the woman with the bottle of ketchup, the costume—they clearly like. I think the mustard woman bought both of them and mm. said, "Will you be the ketchup?" And then she said, "Okay." I say that what because made, yeah. the ketchup costume was probably two sizes too big for her <laughs> and it was like falling over her face so she's talking to me about the flu shot like or just talking to me like how's your day and stuff and she's like pushing it I up know. and then she like prepares my arm and the thing's like i see it over her eyes and she's like leaning up and like gives me the shot i'm like this oh, sucks lord yeah <laughs> you imagine someone's getting heart surgery on halloween and they they have like yeah freddy krueger in there like <laughs> yeah, yeah. cutting them open <laughs> Jeez, what are we? What are we doing? Hey, Freddie, if you're in the medical profession, I feel like you don't you get to pass on Halloween right. dress. Do you guys up. do April Fool's shit? Do yeah. you like come in and be like, "Sorry, <laughs> look at the gave X- you measles <laughs> instead of the vaccine." Look at this fucking X-ray. It's miserable in there. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. It, it's a little much. It is just a flu shot. <sighs> we were they were having fun with it, but. Yeah, my numbers came back. I have slightly high blood pressure, Uh-oh. and I'm overweight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they called me fat. So I, those numbers, I feel like, yeah. You want to know how they measured whether or not I was fat? It's a combination of t- two factors. No, that's one BMI. So they take your height and oh, weight. Okay. So I'm six foot one, two hundred and seven pounds. Well, they let you keep your uh, platform heels on. Huh? No, I took my shoes off. She did. She said, "I was like, have I grown at all?" And she was like, what do you think you are? I'm like, six foot. She's like, you're six foot three and quarters. You're six foot and three quarters of an inch. I'm going to call it six one. Wow. You, Joey's growing at age 29. 
Wow. I used to have seen how military straight I was standing up to try to get that 6-1 mark. <laughs> but I am. That's what she wrote down, 207 pounds, which puts me squarely at too fat in the BMI meter. But the other metric they fat. did, the other metric they did, I don't think I am either. But she literally said, you're overweight. You need to lose weight. But the other metric is they take your inches, they take a string, give it to oh, you. Oh, they measure waist. And you put it on your belly button, so it's going to be bigger... For some people, it's going to be bigger than your your waistline. Uh huh. And so uh, I put it around there, and she looks at it. She was like thirty seven inches, and I was like, "What does that mean?" She goes, "Slightly overweight." <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, but I was like, basically, what you just described to me, what you thing. did, is you looked at me and went, "Well, you're a little bit fat." <laughs> like that, uh-huh. that was as scientific as it got. I've never had a doctor do that. I haven't either until this time. Maybe wow. she was doing a, a bit because it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, a bit to yeah lower your self esteem a and little bit. She, again, she told me all this in a mustard thing of all mustard costume that she was wearing. <sighs> oh, so that was mustard gal. That was the OG ketchup gal. Gave me the flu shot. Mustard gal did the the numbers, pricked mm. my finger and everything. Uh, I had my boy hat on, so I was being festive oh, too. Okay, so they were like, "Oh, he's in on it. He gets it." Yeah, they're all we're all having fun here. So, yeah, that was my day. That's fun. I didn't do anything. I guess Eric and I planned a little bit for the party today. Um, Your that roommate? guy loves to brainstorm. So, Eric. yeah, have you come up with any new ideas for the party that you could share? I don't think Besides any updates. The tent? Well, he wants to do a whole murder scene in his bathroom. For real? With, uh, he, yeah, he bought... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was talking about, like, putting... Buying, like, a... Uh, cow liver and like putting it on ice in a cooler in there. I'm, I was like, okay, okay, let's. I'm all for you know getting into it, but that's gonna make people uncomfortable and it's gonna smell bad. It's gonna stink. It's gonna be rotten we don't, the next morning. And then you guys he wanted, are gonna get he drunk wanted to cook it at the end of the night. Uh, liver and onions, baby, which my dad would be proud of. He loves that meal. I gotta, uh, but I I vetoed that one. I, I gotta my say, one veto. I gotta say that last twist at the end there, kind of fun. You like cooking it up. When I thought about it like that, like you're literally going to keep it on ice. Here's the problem: if it's in the bathroom, you don't know what's going on in there. And even if nobody's being malicious, someone might just run in there and be puking or something like that. Who knows? Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure. Ripping your like spooky, scary green Jello shots or something. Or what might happen is, I mean, sometimes at a party, people have to. You got to go in there and you got to make you got to make some make gaseous, out. some gaseous clay. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. You have to go in there and you got to poopy. And if that happens, then right next to where that's occurring yeah. is this liver. I, w- I once heard the yeah, <laughs> toilet send it shooting out at 300 miles an hour. It does. If you don't close the seat, isn't that a, a Matt, F- <laughs> Matt Flunker special? Oh, he says that? I don't know. I heard it from him. Oh, well, he, yeah, he uses a bidet, I know. Uh, so he, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't change anything. But I know he's like into toilets. So <laughs> I believe it. That's what I'm saying. I know he's in the We got to get him back on the program. We do. Well, he's on the ones and twos. Are you saying we oh, should, that's, we yeah, should like, let we him get a mic, mic again? Right. Not this episode. No. Um, but the the liver, I, I'm into the idea of having that liver somewhere. Don't put it in the bathroom, though. Yeah, have it, it like, could be part of the outside thing because then it's on ice and it's chilly. Right. Spooky scary. And then him bringing it in and cooking it is, I think that's a really fun bit. Yeah. But Still in his Patrick Bateman thing. Not in the bathroom. his hair back with the grease from the fried liver. Yeah, that'd be cool. God, what a freak to suggest keeping that in the bathroom and then cooking it and eating it. Yeah, he's into it. He's into the he's spooky a sick time. Fuck. 
he was getting a little under the weather leading up to this too, and he was just, I, I might have to be a corpse at the party. I'll just I'll just sleep in my room. I'll be the corpse. And now he's getting back into it. He's feeling a little better. Sounds like I'm, it. I'm glad to see it. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be you fun. You told me last night that he's on tater tot duty. He, okay. <laughs> so he he lived, similar to all of us, I guess, in college, lived with a bunch of friends in a house. Yeah, yeah. And they started doing this thing where they, if they had a party, they would just like cook uh, cookie sheets full of tater tots yeah, all night. Great. Like rotate them in and out, in and out, in and out, and then have a series of dips, sauces and such that people could use. And so his idea- I mean, that's great. His, of course, of course, <laughs> it's fine. It's But it's not a zero investment thing. Someone right. has to be manning that. You can't just- Oven's going to be on and Yeah, shit. the oven's yeah. on. You got to get them out. You got to jostle them around halfway through cooking to ensure uh, even results. Which you don't have to worry about with the uh, Black & Decker air fry <laughs> no. toaster oven. No, we can't be bought. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's pitching that. And then he says, like, and then everyone can bring their own sauces. That's that the they, part that gets me when you tell me that. <laughs> Everyone's going to come waltzing in with their own sauces. Yeah. There's Six a couple of factors. Six pack of beer in a, in a jar of ranch. It's a uh, pot of honey mustard. <laughs> but the, the, the couple of factors there. Number one, if you were to do that idea, you'd have to hammer home that bring your own sauce, BYOS yeah. uh, concept weeks ago. Because if you just introduce that now, it's it's currently Thursday night. Mm-hmm. No one's going to fucking do it. It's less than 48 hours. Well, we do hours. live above a grocery store, so they could always just pop in there. God, that's a good point. So that's You the could be X like, factor. go back down there right, and get right. a sauce. Get your sorry ass back down to Safeway and buy a sauce. You could do we a got s- tots. Well, you we could... got a freezer full of tots. What if you did, just hear me out here. I know I'm not going to be there. Pitch, yeah, pitch So it let to me, me vicariously Joe. live through, party through you. Please. What if you did a sauce contest. Homemade sauces? You can bring a homemade sauce. You got to blast that message like early tomorrow morning or tonight. Or you go down there and you pick your favorite sauce from Safeway or wherever and you bring it up and you basically say sauce contest. Mm. And then I the mean, winner gets a spooky scary prize. So we we do have another thing for a prize, but you know I what like contests. What are you doing? You're doing prizes you know already? I like contests. At parties? I love. It. Well, we had the In chili, general. the chili cook-off for the Super Bowl last year. A lot of fun. I like that sort of thing. Obviously, there's no like huge winner or something, but it's just fun for people to do their thing. And uh... well, besides the chili cook-off, you put uh, 15k down on the line. <laughs> that's right, and I won. <laughs> yeah. Thank God, I won the you contest. You won it himself, yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that was the we finally started to turn a bit of a profit with Cold Cans Media LLC. We had turned a corner, and then you took all 15K and you put it on the line and then gave it to yourself, put it in your own pockets. Wow. You said it was a team thing and uh-huh. that we would, you know, we would be part of it, but we'd likely give it That's away. That's all I'm trying to do is do no work at all and take all of the money out of it. That's what I'm trying to do. It's so what you've done I'm going to do the same cans. at the Halloween yeah. uh, party. No, no, there might be, we might do a little side adventure thing mm-hmm. where there's just like little clues around that like lead to one wow. to the next and then you get a, a prize at the end. The spooky, scary scavenger hunt. Of sorts, yeah, yeah. It's like sort of, I think, murder mystery mixed with scavenger hunt. Oh, back to the murder the mystery stuff. You're really going to hammer home the murder mystery thing, aren't you? You guys are doing oh, it. Are you getting back to the the liver thing? Yeah, I mean, if you're... Glenn Bob has added me as a friend on Snapchat. <laughs> No oh, idea. you logged in with the cold cans? No idea what that is. No, I didn't even. That's oh, that's my, just that's you. my personal. Uh, I saw Glenn your Bob, notification. Didn't somebody like go by that as a joke in Manoa back in the day? I mean, maybe that's probably what you'll. Uh, that's probably what Glenn you're Bob find Cooter when you click is on their it. username. I don't know who it is. Brother, 
but oh you, brother you uh, <laughs> you had your phone went off and you reacted like you just got an amber alert and, and the, the screen the, lit up and joe the, and it was like your license plate or something on it like but it <laughs> was a goddamn car, glenn bob cooter kid in my trunk <laughs> It's a murder mystery you're doing. You're planning for it's the a mystery. party. It's a mystery. It's a murder mystery. You, uh, you, yeah, it was because Glenn Bob Cooter added you as a friend on Snapchat. Turn your notifications I don't, off. I, I have no notifications off for Snapchat, but it's still, I guess it lights up the screen. It must have updated and changed my notification settings because I don't have those turned on. I've turned everything off. Must have updated and changed your notification settings. I did. I don't want it to light up my screen. <laughs> they know that's what gets you. Yeah, they know. They know. The little dopamine hit. Ooh. Ooh. Someone's interested in me. Glenn Bob Cooter me. added me as a friend on Snapchat. Uh, that's cool. You guys should get a. What about what if you got a Snapchat uh, filter? So we, yeah, we did that for a New Year's party. Yeah, and that was fun. Yeah, uh, we might do it. It was pretty cheap. I uh, opened up the cold cans purse and put, uh, put down. It was like I don't. It was like ten grand or something. Oh, God damn it! It wasn't too bad. So you did the whole like state. It's all of the west coast of America has that yeah. available to right. them. You spent ten thousand dollars. Right. On it. I will say Snapchat is a deeply unprofitable company, but that thing is cool it's that great. you can set this range where a. A location mm-hmm. filter is applicable. It's a fantastic idea. And you can pay for it. Yeah, it's great. They have very cool concepts. Yeah. They do not know how to run a business, Snapchat. They've And maybe it's just not there. I like I don't know. Uh, the server space and shit they're paying for. Maybe it's just not there. Like the business, like yeah. the profitability. Right. I, I think they've taken a very distinct strategy of like that if you go to the Snapchat stories or, or whatever that general page, oh my God, it's just yeah, like it's a tabloid. tabloid. Yeah. So, but so they went to the tabloid direction. I always thought that they were going to go toward like cool innovations for easy and quick and uh, ephemeral sharing, mm-hmm. uh, where you wouldn't expect it. So like, like at a funeral. The... <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, yeah. What do you mean? No. Like you know, they came out with the glasses. And right. I, it wasn't a hit, but I thought they were going to keep doing shit like that. Keep it's like, now we that. came yeah, out with yeah. this cool, like, here's a thing you can, like, throw into the air, and as it comes down on a helicopter, it, like, takes a scene, like a little portable drone or something. Mm-hmm. Just, they could do cool shit like that, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They're like, fuck it, we'll be a tabloid instead. Yeah. And they're deeply unprofitable. Yeah. What did we do? We turned into 50K of cold cans money <laughs> into their stock. I know, I give you a lot of gaff, but, yeah, so much of the cold cans profits went into Snapchat stock. And I sold it all at its lowest point. <laughs> That's what I do. Buy a high, sell low, baby. And I bought That's this boy Todd, costume. That's what Todd and Sons tell me to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have a, a thing that was referencing what we talked about earlier about Vine Pair and about the beers we did last week. So it's Tie it all together, my dear boy. Boy. So they just released a thing. I think today I got an email newsletter about the most popular pumpkin beer in each state. So last episode, What's we did the metric beers. for this? Because you see a lot of this on social media. I'm sure sales. I, I don't know. Okay. But sometimes, like, on social media, they'll be, like, most popular, you know, baby name in each state. And then, like, it'll be, like, Wisconsin's, like, Brett Favre is Oh, the okay. Name. So they're actually taking a, taking a little page out of the cold cans book. It says, Vine Pair analyzed data from Beer Advocate to determine the best pumpkin beer in every state. So it must be the highest rated pumpkin beer in that's brewed in each state. Okay. Because that's a little misleading then. Agreed. Right, we love Vine Pair. Go check popular. it out. Yes. But... That this one infographic is a bit misleading. Yes. So in the state of Washington, where we currently sit, yes, it says the most popular beer is Punkachino, which is what lost our head-to-head competition last oh, week. Oh, loyal listeners will know. Mm. Dark of the Moon 
beat out Punkachino. Beat its ass. Silly. My take is beat its ass silly. My take is dark <laughs> Punkachino. You can beat its ass silly. <laughs> Punkachino is the third best Elysian uh, October beer Punk behind beer. Yeah. Night Owl and Dark of the Moon mm-hmm. and then Punkachino and then whatever the fuck mm-hmm. else it is. And maybe it's even worse than that fourth one. I don't even know what the fourth one is though, off the top of my head. I, I just looked, because I, I have that pumpkin pack. I think it it's like dark, or it's, it's like... Night Owl, but like an Imperial. Oh, okay. That's probably version. better. So than it's Punkachino. like more alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a it shame. Is, yeah. It's I, a bummer. But I think people just like that nutmeg flavor, like you said, and that cinnamon flavor. And, and so the that... coffee thing, I think, is probably what yeah, it is. In, probably. In Washington. Yeah. Uh, so in Wisconsin, it is the Whole Hog Pumpkin Beer. The Whole Hog Pumpkin Beer, huh? What's the brewery behind that? A whole Hog. Oh, so this is the titular no, beer. It's, okay, it's uh, Stevens Point Brewery. Okay, Point Beer. Is that Point Beer? I don't. No. I think it might be different. Yeah, it's it must be a new thing. Okay, breweries are always popping up out of nowhere. You know. Yeah, that's fun though. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Stevens Point Whole Hog. No, that, I think that's what they call they call a whole line of beers Whole Hog, and then one of them is a pumpkin ale. Okay, so they have yeah. Okay, they also have a Dixie Peach Hefeweizen Six Hop Imperial IPA. Cold Nikita, uh, Lord James, Cuppa, and Casper White Stout. So if they it, have a, a whole range. There. If anybody in Cold Cans Nation has tried yeah. one of these whole mailbag. hog lines, please mailbag us um, because uh, we want to know. I've never tried it. I've never even no, seen I, them no. before in Wisconsin. So maybe it's new. I don't know. It might be new. Educate uh, us, folks. We had a Parable or Terrible for the first time in months. That's fantastic. Uh, so I, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that the party I'm going to do this alcohol and candy pairing thing based off of Vine Pair episode. You can yeah. go check that out. They talked about pairing candy with alcohol. Uh, and so I brought, miss bought a Kit Kat, which is meant to be paired with uh, Merlot, I think, is what they had suggested. But uh, Joey and I are going to try it today with the Sam, Sam Adams, Adams Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. Now... Where is Kit Kat on your candy bar rankings? Mm. This is a fun, classic fun size Kit Kat. Yes, it's very standard. You're gonna get yeah eight to fifteen of these in your um in your <laughs> satchel when you go trick or treating. So I was always more of a the creamy guy. I like Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, Three Musketeers, all of those better than this. I think as I've gotten older, actually, yeah. not that I eat candy a lot, but yep. I like this better. Simpler. Me too. Yeah, the simplicity of it's nice, mm-hmm. but it's very boring when you're a kid. It is. You have yeah, much more it is boring. Of an appetite for a sweet tooth. Mine was always Twix. Mine mm. still kind of is Twix. I really like a good Twix bar. It's got a good contrast of texture in there. Right, that good caramel crunch. and the crunch of the, yeah, cracker or whatever it is. Ooh. Wafer, I guess. I mean, it's actually good. It's very parable. Kit Kat's good. Kit Kat's good, and this and does the, work yeah, with the it. the maltiness, like, I guess kind of complements the totally rest does. of the sweetness of this. So we'll see if at my party uh, the Merlot holds up as well as the Oktoberfest does. Well, I won't see. I'll have to take your word on it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Joey's boycotting the party, by the way. If you guys hadn't heard. <coughs> oh, no. I choked us with a wafer. <laughs> that's like you when you take communion at church. God knows, okay? Makes you mm-hmm. choke on that wafer. Every time. Yeah, that's good. That's very parable. I'm not. I'm oh me. yeah, they didn't even mention that. I don't think at uh, when they talked about a vine pair. That's kind of funny. Wine and and the wafer, communion wine and wafer. Oh wow, that's fun. Why didn't you give them that material? I wasn't, it just came to you. I wasn't on. Wasn't what if you? On. What if you got? Oh, what if you got kind of weird with your thing, 
and you did like a religious motif, both mm-hmm. at your party and with your costume. costume. Well, no I think mock- it is. It's... No, no mockingness. Sure. Like something There's where some you like spotlight you... stuff. No, and that's not what I'm saying either. Um, but you know, you do like a communion at your party. Oh, like okay. People have to take communion. Gotcha. You know what no, I'm saying? No, I don't know if we'll do that. Eric has tried, he's pitched some like satanic, like demonic type themes. That's fun too. He's making a pentagram out of sticks oh, that he's uh, collecting. Uh, it, it, for the party or just in general? <laughs> it's going to be the centerpiece uh, above his headboard. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, we, uh, it is, the theme is loosely just like the macabre. So, sure. like, I think the patio is going to be one level of that, just sort of this spooky thing that you can, like, drink in, put your hand in a bucket of grapes. I don't fucking know. Uh, put and your then hand the bathroom in thing. is. I'm worried people are going to do something there. Um, of course, yeah. Putting razor blades in the grapes. No, I put my hand in, and it's like my pants in your pants or something. Um, yeah, I'm just sitting out. I'm yeah, lying on the, the, the patio floor. Trick or whatever. <laughs> um, God knows I've tried that a time or two. Ugh. Those kernels get me every time. Yeah. And Nick is saying he's never tried that with another person. He does it with himself. <laughs> he yeah. tries to forget that he's doing I it. I sit in the front row and I uh, <laughs> yeah, put that popcorn on my lap. Uh, do uh, we have any mailbags this week? I have one. Okay. Um, it's an obligatory one. Mm. Uh, we In our fantasy football league, we have 12 teams, and I believe at last count... Four of them are related to cold games, uh, cold oh, games, right. team yeah, names. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that on here. We haven't. Um, so I'm going to go through a little bit here, the league. And from worst to best, uh, the, the the last place team is a good friend, Spencer, uh, who's been on the show before. His team is cold cans with uh, the registered copyright mm. mark next to it, uh, which is illegal. And well, this says Suvian owns cold cans, right? Yeah, Suvian owns cold cans. Sorry. Um which is true. I mean, actually, that one is true. Yep. Nick, your team at three and five is the lawyer-approved team cold cans yep. with our logo and a Twitter verification check mark <laughs> next right. to it. My team is you know how ver- long it took me to Photoshop. <laughs> I know. Check mark on there. Mine is the verified check mark number one cold cans team, but um, not the official Twitter check mark, mind you. No, it's the emoji check mark, but I believe it's hmm. um, Andy Stones, which I'd like to not even really acknowledge, but I must, uh, is Joey, comma, where's Brian? And I will offer no answer there. And then the number one team in the league at 7-1 is the Cold Cans official team, uh, period, which is not true, and he has a cease and desist. So I served him that cease and desist. My lawyers arrived at his front okay, door. Okay, good, and, good, good. And our good friend Justin, uh, he texted me, and we were kind of doing a little classic trash talk last week. Oh. The two of us were facing off. And I said, winner... Yeah, of this quit. league, loser of this league has to um, change their cold cans name. Mm. Change the name of their team to something else. Of that week, or of um, the league overall? What it? Uh, what's the? What are the? No, stakes? of that of that week. Okay, let me look up the exact text here because I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> so we we put a little wager down. We had an, an, a very nice battle, and we won't spend too much time talking about. Uh, uh, fantasy football on the podcast but uh sure? let's see here here we go i said to him ready to get your ass handed to you this weekend you piece of shit and he said after this weekend you'll be legally obligated to remove all cold cans references from your team name i am the one true cold cans team i said fine but if you lose you're legally bound to remove all references to cold cans in your team name and you must call into the show to offer a public apology mm. 
He said, given those terms, I assume you'd be willing to announce one on the show that I am the one true cold cans team. If so, I accept the wager. I said, fine. Well, I'm so here to say on the show, yeah. I'm here to say officially there's one true cold cans team. Wow. Officially. And it's a uh, property of, of our good friend, Justin Norick, uh, at J.O. Knows 8. And I apologize. I'm offering a public apology, and I hope you accept. Um, and, uh, yeah, yes, I'm sorry. I'm glad you publicly stated his full name and Twitter <laughs> uh, handle as well. Please We've said their full name some, before, uh, haven't we? Yeah, it's fine. No, it's fine. No one's listening. Our lawyers, yeah, I don't care. So, yeah, that oh, was my I'm mailbag. Sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. J.O. has a, quite a... Uh, a bullet train of a team this year yes. everybody on his team is the best at their position it's yep. insane he got lucky yeah a lucky piece of shit <laughs> so uh yeah that's fun that was my mailbag do you have one cool no okay so let's rank this thing let's rank it joe by the way was your assessment of the kick at parable or terrible oh yeah parable nom nom nom, nom, nom. nom. okay uh let's rank this thing do you have a beer advocate score i do indeed this Samuel Adams Oktoberfest has an 83 out of 100, or good. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't expect that. pretty highly. So here's a sort of a strange uh, review, given given what they say with uh, their ranking. This is from Beer Shrine. Uh, I really wanted to like this beer, but it's too sweet. The unfermentables are high in this beer. Just for fun, I put on my scope, and it reads 1.030 gravity. <laughs> Hops are also on the high side to be a German-style Martzen beer. Which I, I think I would kind of agree with. Like, it, it's not like hoppy. I wouldn't describe it as hoppy, but it's it is evident there. Right. Uh, and he says I'm knocking off a half point for each of those things. The four rating it could be a great beer, but there's too much going on. So he's a four out of five. Whereas that whole review is you know sort of negative, focusing on that one one point. Yeah, scope. It's a little bit scoped out the gravity beer shrine. It's a little indicative of how the rest of the world thinks. You say you're, you in two words. You say. This is great. It's one of my favorite beers. Those are the four. And then that, then you spend uh, the next 15 minutes typing out your manifesto about why it got docked one point. Fuck off. No, I, Just like I think things. I think his review is a reasonable review. Okay. Uh, because in theory, he said four out of five. Like I can acknowledge that this is a good beer, but good. here's why. Like here's why it came up short for I me. I wish it could have been a five out of five. Right. That, fine. Fair enough. I guess that's the interesting thing to talk about is why it got docked a point. Yeah. Uh, okay. I loved it. Uh, do you want to? What tier are you looking at? I am in uh, wild card tier. Oh my god! I was in cream of the crop. We're very far off. For real? For real? Holy shit, Joe! Okay. Okay. How many of these Let's... have you had just drank? One. This the... isn't even a back-to-back type of thing. What I really liked hell? this. Didn't you think this was smooth? And... Yeah, but there's a lot of good beers on this list. I guess this list is pretty long these days. It's their 98th episode. Yeah. We haven't really acknowledged that we're very, very close to the end. <laughs> I know. We also haven't planned it. I, I have some things in mind thing. for the last couple episodes. I know, but um, nothing, like, official. Okay. Hey. Are we still going to just do our 3 2 one and see I how know, far I, off we are? All I'll say is I signed some contracts for some of the last bits. You weren't signing them yourself? No, I, I wasn't. These goddamn new lawyers of yours. I love uh, them. I guess we can 3 two, one Well, let me, now you put things in a new perspective when you're putting it that far down. I was justifying it with, I drank this, I thought it was a completely balanced, completely smooth. Mm. I thought it was one of those seasonals that also had a lot of utility to it. Some of these seasonals are so specific and so unique, but this one actually is like that utility beer, like I said, um, and it paired with Kit Kat, for God's sake. There's not a lot of beer that are like that. Um, mm. That said, you have talked me down. I don't want to be too far away from you, so I'm going to move down a little bit. So far away from me. 
Uh, Samuel Adams, Boston Logger, by the way, is at 34. Yeah, okay. Then I have my spot. Okay. And I have moved into the wild cards for you. Oh, wow. Ready? Three, two, two one, one, 29. 36. I have it just below Stella Artois and ahead of Dos Equis, and this is below Samuel Adams, Boston Lager, which I think is a better beer overall. Wow. You have it at 29. I had it just below Rainier. Displacing Line and Kugel's original. And just above Line and Kugel's original. So I love Patriot a... turns over <laughs> wherever he's standing. Was, were you going to say in his grave? <laughs> it's Halloween after all. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I love Liney's O. I don't have it a love lot. Love Zach. I was kidding. I, I don't have Liney's O a lot. I love Rainier. It's never going to be better than Rainier. And when I scrolled down below that, Shinerbach, don't even remember it. Maybe I wasn't on that episode. You weren't. That was me and. Uh, engineer Matt. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, that so maybe this is it. I have a little part of those bitter ones. grapes going on here. Yeah. Fuck those beers. Newcastle brown ale, sour, sour grapes. grapes, not bitter grapes. <laughs> those are some very rotten grapes. Uh, which Raisins, is, you may call. Them. Yeah, but also appropriate for the season. Rotten grapes. It's true. That's going to be rotten one of your bowls. Yeah. Your one of your bowls. Put your hand one in of my rotten grapes. Straps. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's just your testicles. They're rotten grapes. Um, Newcastle Brown Ale, Overcast Espresso Stout, Fremont Parkland Pills. I don't remember these being better. And I thought I thought it's better than Boston Lager. Yeah, I think this gets but, down to again. <clears throat> I yeah, I saw a cl- a cluster there because the Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. I agreed with you there about what you're saying about seasonal, but this is the Oktoberfest is definitely more um, usable year round than Summer Shandy. Totally. So that was why I put it ahead of that. And Dos Equis put it ahead of that. Uh, but you like Stella so more. Syndicate doesn't come after me, <laughs> right? But you like Stella more. I like Stella more. I don't have a lot of Sam Abs, so I can't form that much of an opinion on Boston Lager. So I'm happy to drop it to your range. I don't feel that strongly. But I think you're right that like Shinerbach, Newcastle Brown Ale, Overcast, those could probably easily be leaped over. But just where they are now, I think they need to be re-ranked once we get to that point in the universe. Okay, the Cold Cans universe. The Cold Cans the universe. CCU. I'm good with it. Let's put it where you have it. Thirty-five. Um, it's it's one of these where I don't feel extremely strongly. I know it's good. I'm happy that it's at least in wildcard, but I'm not like, oh my god, we, it's a crime to put it below or above a certain beer. So, yeah, this sounds good to me. You know what I feel strongly about is you uh, intentionally missing my Halloween party. Well, I hope you have fun at your party. All right, Thanks, buddy. Don't let. I'll report back. Please do. Don't CCU. let Eric take it too far off the rails. Um, I hope he does. Or do does. it. Yeah, that'll yeah. be more fun. As long as my bedroom door is locked and no one can put a liver on my pillow. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone.